0: Co-worker of yours.
1: Yeah. Good morning. And welcome my friends. Happy Hump Day Trump Day. It's 806. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Alright. Top story, it has gotta be the ceiling, the debt ceiling, and the bill that goes with it back and forth it goes. Now, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, he says it's the biggest cut in history. He's touting it. He's pushing it. He's promoting it. But joining us right now, Congresswoman Kat Kamick joins us. Good morning, Kat. How are you?
2: Hey, good morning, fellas. We're doing okay up here, I'll say.
1: Yeah. um, What's the deal? My understanding is um, you are against the passage of this bill.
2: Yeah. You know, I I think that After reading it, not once, but twice from cover to cover, this is more of a head turn in the right direction and not a step. And we're at a point in time in our country where we have to start taking meaningful steps towards reducing spending, cutting spending, capping spending, but also changing the way we do business up here. And this bill just doesn't do that. So that is why I am currently a no vote in its form that it is.
1: Just like AOC. You're you're, you're just like (laughs) AOC on
2: this. Oh, come on, don't do that to me. And I don't know why she's so obsessed with me. She keeps following me.
1: Well, I don't know. You're a trendsetter. But let me ask you this directly about the bill. So it was going to go, like, through 2024. Now it raises a debt ceiling all the way through, I believe, January of 25. So as soon as a new president comes in, they're going to be whacked with having to deal with with uh, the debt ceiling issue all over again. So is this a good idea that the time frame changed?
2: You know, there was a lot of talk that we had behind closed doors about doing a short-term, uh, what date it might land uh, uh, you know, line up. But this is the benefit. and back I'm going to take you back to when I was first running for office, Bob. And I said, it's so important that you have someone in this seat who knows what to look for. What are the potholes? What are the tricks that are played up here? And here's one of them. This is one word change in the bill that we picked up on immediately. It doesn't just raise the debt ceiling because remember the first bill that we passed out of the House a couple like a month and a half ago was uh, to raise the debt ceiling 1.5 trillion. In this bill, it says it suspends the debt ceiling. It doesn't even give a dollar amount. When you suspend it completely with no cap on it, that's dangerous. Because this takes us back to COVID spending levels of fiscal year 22. That's Biden's budget, Biden's COVID spending, and all of the ultra-progressive liberal left projects that they wanted to push through. So that one little word change that people would just gloss over, I think, is incredibly important. It's not just raising the debt ceiling. It is suspending the debt ceiling.
1: Now, is that currently in the language of the bill that's to be voted on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. In the bill, it says that it suspends the debt ceiling until January of 2025.
1: So knowing the spending habits and you just uh, referred to those, I mean, really, Biden could be off to the races. And then there's the whole controversy about what he could do via executive order. So once again, the purse strings wouldn't be controlled by Congress if he goes around them. He could uh, I guess he could give everybody uh, forgiveness on their student loans. And that might just be the tip of the iceberg.
2: Absolutely. And that's something that I was very concerned about on page 59 of this bill. And and I'll have to text you a picture of it because my copy of the bill is completely marked up. It's just bleeding red. It says that they are instituting a administrative pay go. Right. This is the win that Republicans are talking about. But it's not really a win, because what they're saying is that they're going to stop some of the overreach of the executive orders by instituting a pay go. But when you read the bill, not only does this so-called administrative pay go, it sunsets in December of 2025, I'm sorry, 2024, but it also says that at any point in time, the White House can waive this new requirement for a review by Congress. And not only that, it's only subject to certain agencies. There's 19 agencies, federal agencies that are exempt from a RAINS act regulatory review process and bob you've heard me say this before and i know we're super in the weeds here but track with me if we do not change the way we do business in washington we will continue to end up in the same place over and over again the regulatory regime is what is killing us it's not just the spending it's not just out of control you know projects and growth of government it's the regulatory environment biden doesn't like guns he takes on the atf and says guess what?" You guys are going to go after every law-abiding citizen who has a pistol brace. That's a $5.9 billion regulation that Congress didn't write into law, didn't pass into law, but they're doing through the administrative state. Think about the energy industry. They killed the Keystone Pipeline on day one with an executive order through the regulatory environment. When Biden doesn't like something, he regulates it out of existence. That's why I'm so passionate about taking on the regulatory regime. And that's why this bill doesn't even come close to reining it in. That's a problem.
1: Let me ask you this. There was uh, funding in that bill to hire 86,000 IRS agents. I, th- I thought that that would be eliminated. I'm sorry, that was eliminated from the bill. Now I heard some of that funding is back in. Where does it stand?
2: So uh, that actually is another sore part, uh, a sore spot for me. We had promised the american people we would be taking on these eighty-seven thousand irs agents to to the tune of 80 billion dollars is what was spent by the democrats in this bill we only cut 1.3 billion let me just repeat that in this bill only 1.3 billion of the full 80 billion is taken out i don't think that's a win I, i i've heard some of the explanations from from my side of the aisle as to why they think that's a win I know that a forty-year career swamp creature in the White House will be easily able to maneuver around any of the legislative gymnastics that this bill presents. And one point three billion out of eighty billion—that's simply not enough. That's why I say this is a head turn, not a step, and we need a giant step in getting our country back on tra- on track.
1: Yeah, I mean, look—I didn't—I wasn't a math major, but that leaves seventy-eight point seven billion dollars to fund. All of these additional IRS agents and you talk about (laughs) regulatory I mean who can who provides oversight to the IRS they can immediately freeze your accounts they can make your life a living hell in in moments
2: exactly and and I and for folks that have insomnia or are glutton for punishment if you were watching C-SPAN yesterday and you tuned in to what is called the rules committee which is the body that governs how these bills come to the floor You actually had one of the Democrats who was testifying in favor of this bill saying, yes, we recognize that the IRS agents and the expansion of the IRS will likely hit middle class and lower class individuals and families hardest because they don't have the financial resources to protect themselves. So they become an easy target for the IRS because the IRS going after millionaires, it's very expensive. They have to divert a ton of resources. You're an easy target when you're just a regular family and you don't have a whole lot of money to hire lawyers to fight back against the IRS. So even the Democrats are acknowledging that this 98 percent expansion of the IRS in this bill, in this bill, 98 percent expansion of the IRS, it will hurt the middle class. It will hurt the working class. And to me, that's unacceptable and so yes i've taken a lot of heat do i want to see us default absolutely not but this is not the bill that is going to keep us from going off the cliff this this again it's a head turn not a step and we've got to start pumping the brakes quick fast and get to the negotiating table and redo the bill.
1: I want to give you a chance to throw out anything else we haven't covered. Tonight at 630, I know you have a teletown meeting to where people can listen in and weigh in on that. I also real quick just wanted to ask you about uh is there another three hundred million that's being set aside to send to Ukraine and when will that ever end, if ever?
2: So in this bill specifically, there's no carve out for Ukraine specifically and as I said I've read this bill twice. And there's no mention, there's no mechanism by which they do that. But what we've seen out of the White House is a unilateral action to just send money. And I think that's the big concern, is we needed some teeth in this bill to hold the executive branch accountable, bring them to heel. And this does not do it. That administrative pay go, it doesn't do anything that it says. It's a farce. Um, I think when you talk about some of the permitting reform, there's something very interesting in here. Joe Manchin from West Virginia got his pipeline.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, it's in this bill, but Keystone Pipeline, it's not in here. So this is a whole lot of backroom dealings, and and something that I'm just not comfortable with because this should be an open and transparent process. Washington has a long road to go in regaining the trust of folks, and that's why I'm doing that town hall tonight. Tele town hall tonight, six thirty. Everyone can call in. Uh, We'll be dialing out. We also will be doing a poll and asking, you know, do you want us to support the deal not support the deal? I want to hear from our folks back home. And it's super important. So please make the time, 630 to 730. You can get the number. Um, off of our website, camac.house.gov, or on our social media. And also, I'll text the number over to you, Bob, if you would share that with folks. I sure would appreciate it.
1: More than happy to. Love to do it. Uh, Congresswoman Kat Kammack, thank you for your time and explaining exactly why you're no vote right now on it, and it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, thanks, Congresswoman Kamek. We will talk to you soon.
2: Hey, thanks, everybody. Have a great day.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas